if you are saying something, but nothing's happening, it's because you don't actually want it. People do what they want to do. There's a plan behind this. You can think I can, I can go for hours on this, but the results that you're getting are because of the actions you're taking. The actions that you are taking are based on the beliefs that you have or the desire. And if you're saying it, but you're not seeing it, it's because you just don't want it bad enough. Basically. What are we talking about on the grow your damn business podcast? We're talking about business specifically your business. Is it growing or are you stuck? How painful is that growth? Is it running you or are you running it? Are you working in your business or on your business? On the Grow Your Damn Business podcast, we explore these questions and much more. Expect a lively, spirited discussion about what it takes to grow your damn business. And now, on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Damn Business podcast. I am your host, Scott Goodrich. And today, joined by another podcast host, serial entrepreneur, serial crazy person, and founder of Gathering the Kings and the podcast of the same title, Mr. Chaz Wolf. Welcome. Thanks, Scott, man. I appreciate that. I actually, I really appreciate the the real title that you gave there. Serial, what did you say? Serial psycho? Serial psycho, serial crazy, serial crazy person. You're an entrepreneur and, and willing to, to take on stuff at all times and, and figure it out that's and right. uh, to put yourself out there. And maybe that's just a good place yeah. to start. Um, just kind of love to hear the origin story. So- Let's let's just go. Like, what was the first thing that you said? Oh, I'm going to be yeah. my own boss. I'm going to do my own thing. Here's an idea, concept, product. So it's like, what was the what was the starting point for you on your entrepreneurial journey, Mister Psycho? Well, there might be listeners out there who who count the uh, you know the the childhood you know l- landscaping business. Sure, we've all done it. I do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I I got the same story, my man. Yeah, so I'm with you. Yeah. Exactly, man. Um, I mean, I had real invoices, so I'm going to count it. But, you know, outside of the childhood stuff that I was always just hustling, you know, Mm -hmm. I I really I grew up single mom family, so I didn't I didn't have money, man. (laughs) Yeah. And I had a bunch of friends that did. And they, you know, even when I was 16, man, like I had brand new cars for my friends and and I could like barely scrounge together enough to go get a loan for a fifteen hundred dollar car. Couldn't even Buy the fifteen hundred dollar car. What, what was the fifteen hundred dollar car? What, what what was that for? It was a nineteen ninety three Ford Explorer. Beautiful, it was red it. interior. Yeah, and I had it for about six weeks and uh, had a fuel leak, caught on fire in my driveway, Perfect. and uh, it was no more. Yep. But that was actually one of my one of my best business deals because the insurance paid me four grand. I paid fifteen hundred. Insurance paid me four grand. I was off to the races. Beautiful. There it is. The seed capital begins, right? <laughs> seed capital. That's right. Seed money. Right. Yeah, to answer so. your question in a yeah. real fashion, um, I had bought I bought my first franchise when I was 24, turning 25, I guess, when I actually uh, officially quit my job and left it. Uh, it was mm-hmm. 25, but I started that process when I was 24. Yeah. So early. And, uh, yeah, that's early. In that. Right. Early in, in the career yeah. there. Yeah. Um, what was it? What was that early first franchise? Early on. I was hungry. Yeah, uh, it was edible arrangements. Yeah, and, okay. and before that, I spent a lot of time in, in sales and and really just growth. And so, even as a sales leader, before that, I was running my sales team as a business and investing into my people and and trying to see a return on investment. Just same principles of success. Yeah, but uh, I grew I grew our edible arrangements portfolio to seven locations in three states uh, in about four years. That was all in my twenties. Yeah, still have a couple of those locations here today. Um, in, uh, in a couple of different locations that I don't even live in, which is great. I've got, got a great team. Franchise system works like it's supposed to. Uh, we've got Valentine's Day coming up here in a few weeks, which is kind of the busiest time of the year for that business. But um, yeah, it was a good it was a good entry point. Yeah, for business. 
Jake told me there's still a lot of pineapple to be dealt with here in the in the weeks ahead. He and I talked earlier this week. He just said, "Yeah, it's it's pineapple time." For pineapple time you know it it's really respectful you know i've I've got great teams in all of my businesses and where you know like i don't actually have to be in the pineapple but i get to be in the pineapple um or strawberries for probably a better terminology for valentine's day because just thousands of pounds yeah but i because i've got great teams like on the gather the kings team with jake that you're, you're referencing is I get to go to the location. I don't, like I said, my two locations I still own today like aren't in the same city I live in, and I get to travel there and see my team down there in person and get to kind of like roll up my sleeves with them a couple times a year when it gets busy like this and just kind of show face and and be in the trenches. It, I actually, I, I've always appreciated that about leaders and try to do that um, somewhat often. A couple times a year is about as, about as much as it can actually work in that type of business for me. But uh, but it's good. So so why franchise, right? Because because that's it's one route to go and, and get in there, and and others certainly say I'm going to try yeah. to bootstrap this great idea or product I have and, and get it going. So what was the appealing side to a franchise for yeah. you to kind of keep that entrepreneurial itch scratched and intended to as as you were starting off your journey? Totally. Yeah, I think that I was 24, so I had I was really didn't know. Um, you know, I'm a pretty I'm a pretty detailed individual. I know that you. Uh, are familiar with culture index so on the culture index i'm an architect what that means is that i'm highly detailed um but i'm also like really ambitious the gas pedal uh is is a little bit more than the detail <laughs> but the detail slows me down and so for me when i'm 24 years old thinking about leaving a six-figure plus job as a sales leader i mean that's a big deal i was already making great money yeah. as a 23 24 year old and so i'm thinking about leaving that and uh for what like to try my own thing. And I, I wanted to do my own thing, but at that time it was easier to make that transition when I knew that some of the things were done for me or that there was a system or yeah. a repeatable thing I could follow again with me being pretty orderly and disciplined as a, just a personality type. Um, I, there was a system I could follow. I could learn. Um, I love learning. There yeah. were steps. Uh, there was a system I could learn how to build uh, the arrangements and, uh, I could go sell and, and, it just kind of made sense. So yeah. um, it allowed me to get out of the corporate uh, uh, race, if you will, the rat race, and begin begin the process of uh, the entrepreneurial journey. Did you look at others? Was this one that just was immediately popped right up there in terms of the, the, yeah. the type of business you went into? Everything. What was that process like? I looked at everything, man. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Two years almost. Uh, I looked at franchising, uh, smoothies, Good. edible arrangements, of course. I looked at uh, furniture, moving companies. Uh, dry cleaners. Almost bought a two location dry cleaners. How about restoration? Um, to look at restoration, it's always hot uh, in the franchise. You know, space. Yeah. I stayed away from okay. all things having to do with my hands. Yeah, and it's funny now because I I, I have a, a construction company now and we're looking to expand that uh, dramatically. But what what I didn't know then was how to run a business, and so a lot of what I learned in, inside of you know, of course, my sales career and then and then running the Edible Arrangements franchises is like I was just able to kind of start working out this muscle of how do I build a team and 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 work out how to work on a business as opposed to feeling like I needed to make the arrangements or yeah. do restoration work. Because for me, I'm not a handy guy. I, I, I'm just not. <laughs> I didn't have the capability yeah. or maybe even the confidence at that point at 24 years old to go, I know how to go purchase a restoration franchise and I could go sell and have someone else do the work that didn't compute in my brain for whatever right. reason. Yeah. Nowadays, bro. Like, yeah. Well, it's you're natural. You're an EOS yeah. uh, implementer. Like yeah. that's what we do. Like sure. I don't like that construction company. We did uh, when we when we started that company, we did seven figures in the first seven months. Okay. Yeah. 
And I have been on one weekly call and a couple of quarterly plannings, no other involvement because I know how to work on the business. So, and and you learn that early, right? And it's a great distinguishing mark. We, we, we make it over and over again on, on episodes we have here and talking to folks. And that's typically the time when businesses take off. And it's so, it's, it seems almost paradoxical to the entrepreneur, to the owner of a business that is struggling and is just a nose down. And I'm like, I'm just going to grind through this thing to make a go of it. The, the move is actually to, to immediately stop that and get yourself above it. For, for a minute yeah. or two and take a look at what's around you and, and how there there's a better path to follow and and understanding that right and so so when what was that moment for you like where, where you now you were obviously in sales and, and you're handling the marketing side but when was the all right yeah. I'm not in this thing I'm on this thing and maybe maybe it's around the, the franchise that that you got going was there a moment that you can remember where like oh I'm making the switch like I, I know what I need to do here yeah um yeah I I, I would say that it was a progression. I don't know if it was a moment, but the feeling uh, through that progression was, crap, I can't be in all places at once. And I think, again, very tactical personalities like us, I'm like, look, worst case scenario, I'll do it. <laughs> right, and, right. But but you can't do that if you have uh, uh, many locations or for me, my so I had four locations, sorry, three locations in Kansas City my fourth location was in Wichita, three hours south of here. And to me still, as crazy as this sounds, I could be in all places at once because I could I could like touch the Kansas City stores and I could get to Wichita pretty quickly if I needed to in a worst case scenario. So in my brain, I was very much still the guy. Right. But number five, six, and seven came in the same month. I opened up one in Wichita, a fourth one in Kansas City, and then I bought one in Florida. Literally okay. all in yeah. the same month. Three states. And, uh, and and I had to switch from I cannot be the guy to I have to find a guy. Right. So my 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 tool then at that point, rather than became my body, became my phone. <laughs> and uh, and it wasn't like I was in the actual locations making yeah. the baskets. I wasn't I wasn't doing that. Um, I, I moved on from that pretty quickly because again, I'm a, I'm a systems guy. So build teams, build a system, and then just keep moving up. Basically, working myself out of the job, replace myself, move up, Beautiful. replace yeah. myself, move up. Um, but when I, when I bought that Florida store and the second location in Wichita and the fourth one, and we went to seven locations and there was all kinds of other stuff going on in my life at that time, it was like, whoa, something's got to change. Big yeah. Difference. yeah. Yeah. So something's got to change. The interesting, you, you brought that up and, and replacing yourself. Uh, have you, I can't remember if we talked about when I was on, on your show, a bit of you read or done 10 X's easier than two X. Have you gone down that road with Sullivan and, you and know, I, I, I have, uh -huh. In in contextually, I have not okay. actually read the book. It's yeah. funny because it's been recommended on my show like seventeen million <laughs> times. Um, it's hot but, in the community, yes. right? It's it's in the we're in the ecosystem. It, it's hot, but it's it's yeah. It's, it's like what it's, you're just saying to the list, you know? Yeah, yeah. But what you're saying exactly. is what he's talking about, right? It is yes. keep finding ways to optimize what what you're really good at and getting rid of all that stuff that that is just not impactful that others can do as well or yeah. or, or better than you and and that's how you really accelerate, right? You That's an acceleration, yeah. opening four locations in, in one year, right? That's more uh, than double what you had. That That's an acceleration that would not have been possible if you weren't thinking about higher level yeah. stuff. Just just, just not, yep. you could not duplicate yourself. It was not going to happen. Yeah. And, and and what that actually led to, Scott, eventually was that my skill set in that, in that franchise model, because it, you know, franchises are great for what I've described them to be to like a, like a, like an onboarding into entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, but, 
you know, from a, from an angle of wanting to go get more, especially a guy that came from sales and like loving the hunt of growth, it's it, it at least edible isn't necessarily that great of a model because um, you know, having seven locations, I was one of the top top franchisees, probably right. top ten uh, as far as location wise. Uh, maybe there was a few that had seven or eight or or nine. I don't think maybe maybe one guy had ten, but I was in the top five probably. Right. And uh, in my 20s, but I recognized very quickly that operationally, I the only way for me personally to keep winning or make more money or however you want to categorize growth is I had to keep opening up new locations and yeah. there wasn't enough margin and there oftentimes isn't enough margin in franchises to be able to scale that big. So because now you got management and middle management and director level, yeah. it's just I there wasn't enough money in the deal. So I, eventually it got to a place where I had to go, okay is this even the right vehicle for me any longer? It was for a period of time. Right. Um, and, and for all intents and purposes now it's, it's passive. Like I get on my, our weekly L10 call with, right. the, with my managers, they run the the location um, in the finances. But outside of that, it's pretty turnkey, which is how franchise should be eventually. Eventually. Yeah. How many years, eventually. by the way, just, this is always great because right, 12, the, 12 years. So that, You've reached that point and probably didn't reach it in your trouble, but you reached that point, but it wasn't happening at the startup. And I think that's an, uh, just another mistake. I made the mistake. Look, I knew I should know better, but I made the mistake. Oh, absentee CEO model is the uh, right. uh, the buzzwords around uh, you know, the franchise marketing side of the world. And and let, let's just put that to bed right that here, always happen. right now. Uh, it does not exist, will never exist, and it's not something that should ever be uttered. Uh, it, that's just not what it is. And, and know that from the jump. You can get to that place. But that's not totally. the beginning. That's the end of the story. And unfortunately, the franchisors are selling that as the beginning of the story all too often. And it's it, it, that's why the marketing is so powerful. But the reality is much more painful. And uh, the, the the capital to get rolling is a whole lot more. Like There's just some lessons learned that I could probably talk about for hours. It's okay. Let's be real about what you're getting into. Uh-huh. You have to look at the vehicle, right? And and you want to, I mean, the name of your show, first off, I love the name of your show, but <laughs> you would talk about growing your business. When you, when you actually look at that, you have to, well, what am I growing? What? And it's the vehicle that I'm in. And I just had to come to a conclusion that, look, I've already kind of pushed this thing to the limits. You know, having seven locations in three states, especially with a thing called Valentine's Day, where, like, just to give you an idea, Scott, like, I'm 28, 29, we've got seven locations, 65 plus employees. And for Valentine's Day, we would go from about 65 employees to almost 500 Right, deliveries and logistically difficult. Right, all that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah, bro. Just seven locations times about seventy-five people. You know. Um, Anyway, all that to say, it's nuts. Yeah. And uh, it just wasn't scalable beyond that, and that's okay. Um, What I guess I'm giving to the listener is, in order to grow the business, let's take a look at it first. What is it? Yeah. And how much can I grow it? And for me, it was the distinction of like I'm not like upset. But I just had to go, oh, I recognize what I have here in this container. Good. Love it. I need to move on to something else now in order to be able to achieve the next level that I want to achieve. If I if that was good for me, I could have stayed there and had a, you know, uh, owner absentee type of thing yeah, at 12 yeah. years in and seven locations. That would have been fine. But um, the, I wanted more. I still want more. And so I'm after I'm after different types of businesses. And in Gathering the Kings being one of our, our businesses, it's a peer mastermind, like, that's actually like identity based for me. I get to help right. other entrepreneurs, like bring them in, like really do cool stuff. But again, it's just another, it's a different type of vehicle. 
um, completely as far as how the business has grown, how the business is monetized, like the whole deal. It's way different. Yeah. Just a different. And, different I, and I want to spend some time on, on gathering the Kings. I, I still had a question for you on this journey and maybe it is, it is part of gathering Kings is part of that, but for you, what was, if you were to look back on it now with, with, with the, the power of perspective, what would you consider to be the, the low point, maybe the, the spot where the, the second guessing of the decision you had made investing in a business, whether it was your franchise or, or the construction business or GTK that you said, Hmm, did, did, was this a good idea? Like, should, is this really the, did, this path was, was there a low point? And then what'd you do to get out of there? Uh, cause this is another yeah. thing, like the mentality yeah. of the entrepreneur is so critical just beyond just right running the yeah. business, but like, how are you, how's your headspace? Yeah. Right. As, as you've yeah. gone into this, this world. So I don't know if you've got totally. something to share around, around that with everyone. Well, first off, I just want to agree with you that mindset's everything. Um, I just, I just hosted just yesterday, Brad Lee on my show. And, um, I asked him about mindset because obviously he teaches on mindset quite a bit and really pretty much everything comes down to mindset. Now we broke yeah. down mindset even into gratitude, which we both agree that it kind of comes down all the way to that. But mindset is around a lot of different angles. So there, when we say mindset, well, what are we talking about? What I'm hearing you reference is like this strength or grit or perseverance. And it's For like something man, in I'm here. In, I'm in this yeah. bad. Yeah. I'm in this bad place. And I'm like, I got to freaking get out of here. I'm either going to roll over and quit or I'm not. And I don't know what to do, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that time, that that right there for me was um, just probably five or so uh, weeks before Valentine's Day, many years ago. We had, again, seven locations. I'm I'm uphill battle trying to find 500 people. And uh, the crazy part about my story, which I don't share as often anymore, is that that same year that I'd opened up five, six, and seven, that, that same time frame, I had also gone back to work as a sales rep full-time. Mm -hmm. right. So I already had four locations doing millions of dollars in sales. I'm adding three locations in the same year that I went back to work because... I had looked at the vehicle and I said, even though I'm growing to seven, I wanted personal income because I was like using all my money to yeah. do the next location and yep. do the next location and do the next location because we did it in such a short time. I wanted other money for me to be able to go invest in real estate. So outside of everything that we've talked about here today, I've got all kinds of real estate, which I love. And so in order for me to do that in my 20s still was while I'm growing these businesses, I need to go sell stuff. And I went back to the job that I had before. And I started just crushing so much so to where I became the top salesperson out of like 3,000 across the country, making like half a million a year. Right. <laughs> putting it all into real estate. Yeah. And and so here I am, literally, I'm, I'm describing this moment. And I'm like pulling out my hair thinking, oh my gosh, I have another Valentine's Day, seven locations. You know, there's, there's yeah. 65 employees, but at this point it's like, you know, people are coming and going all the time. It's retail. It is, it is just difficult. That is just the right word. It is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? yeah. And and then on top of that, I'm working full time and, and and in a performance type scenario. You want to talk about mindset. Like I I show up to make money. Like not yeah. like clock in, clock out, show up mentally on a call, persuading people to buy advertising all day long at a super high level, like the highest level. And then now I'm running seven businesses, doing millions of dollars a year on my own. And oh, by the way, we have this thing called Valentine's. And it's like, and I I told my wife Julie, I'm like, I I don't think I've ever actually said this out loud, like where I don't know if I can do this. And like any great supportive wife or par partner spouse, she came up next to me and said, hey, look, you'll figure it out. What do you need me to do to help? We'll get through this. In the next five or six weeks, it'll all be over. 
And and then it was shortly after that, of course, we made it through. Nobody died. It was we we were fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in it's, that moment, you don't know. Sure. You don't yeah. know. Love that story. It, it, it's fantastic. And it, it, I, I love to hear those. I love to share those when I can because everyone is facing those things, right? These, the, anything successful is not happening overnight. So you can use 10,000 hours. You, you can use just, you, you gotta, you gotta understand that you're in here, but th- this overnight success thing, it's just not a thing. And, and you've got to just realize that there's going to be those moments and it's how you handle those moments, which is going to determine where, where you head. And, and you mentioned a couple of things about the power of mindset. I, I, I've been doing something a little bit different around uh, this, this program called positive intelligence. But you hit on a couple of things that that are really interesting. So you use, you use two things. One, you and I share the number one saboteur that it sounds like, which is restlessness, which is what's the next thing, right? And and probably similar for a lot lot of folks that are out there trying to figure out how am I going to grow and build and, and gain, right? So there's this, right. and, and the danger, there's dangers in that. And, and, and so you've got to be mindful of that when you're going down that road. But what you really did and what your wife did in that instance is she used this this other power on the which we call the sage side of, of being able to to navigate, which is in a few months or years, the thing you're feeling now, you it's not even going to register. That yeah, that thing is just that. It's just what is happening in this moment. But if you give yourself the perspective of time and can look back, so navigate from the future back to today, it, it actually can bring a sense of this too shall pass, right? I'm going to make it through mm-hmm. this. And, but, but it's hard in the moment and, and that perspective is hard to build. And so positive intelligence is about building your mental strength as well as your physical, right? If everyone works on physical fitness, right? This is mental fitness. This is training your mind to handle those things which are inevitably going to come. And how are you processing them? You press them through saboteurs, you press them through sage. And the more you process through sage, the better off you're going to be. So kudos to your wife, That's kudos to you stuff. for making through that, but it's, it's so spot on. Oh yeah, which is hilarious because as, as high performers, you know, we don't, you know, like there hasn't been a whole lot of those moments. We all have them. Um, and I'm not saying there hasn't been moments where I've doubted. I have doubts all the time. I think yeah. we all do. Sure. But that was like down in the dirt where I was like, dang, it might just be easier just to call it in, you know? And I just, I think most people in my life would be like, really? Like you felt that way, Chaz? Like you're the one of the most intense, if not the most intense guys that I know. Um, I was talking to Brad yesterday. I asked him if he uh, if he did family meetings, and he was like, "Nobody does that." I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> uh, you're right. Nobody does, you know. Um, yeah. But you know, the, the I'm just really all in, and so to be in that moment actually was a gift, really, because um, you know, back when I was in my in my uh, I was probably 18, 19, I was part of a multi-level marketing business. Um, you know, I think we all were uh, <laughs> slinging something, you know. <laughs> I happened to be slinging a couple things and uh, just just trying to reach for life. And I was reading leadership books and really just, you know, figuring it all out. But I was driving all like between meetings all over the region that I was living in at the time. And I physically pushed my body to the very, very end. Like I literally, Scott, know what it feels like to be at the wheel of a car and for my body to go. Yeah, that's shut down. Wow. Scary but I know what it feels like. And so now fast forward a couple of years, I'm Valentine's day uh, and, and I'll go multiple days. Now I don't do this anymore, but multiple days where I don't sleep. Uh, this was early on when I'm still trying to figure things out. And it's like, everything builds on itself. So like, I can look back to your point. Now I can look back with perspective and go, Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Like if I can do that, you know, David Goggins calls it the cookie jar. If I can do that, I'm going to reach in, in this moment, pull out that thing that I did and be like, well, of course I can do this. 
and then freaking just do it. I would have bet my last nickel that you are a David Goggins fan, by the way. It wouldn't even hard for me to figure that one out. I, just, I, just, I don't know how. Yeah. It's how funny it? because I'm not like I'm not gonna run an ultra. I'm not that guy. You know, we got we've got a guy in the in the in the mastermind who literally picked up running again. He's just a soft runner, like just yeah, you know, a little bits here or there throughout his life. Hasn't run in a long time. Earlier this year, he's like, I'm gonna run a five K and uh, ends up doing an ultra. Uh, by the end of the year, he's gonna do a hundred K ultra this year. And it's like, dude. You know what? I, I came to his event. I'm, I'm like all about it. I'm trying to get all the inspiration yeah. and the energy, the vibration, but I am not going with you, bro. You know? uh, no, thank you. That's that's your that's your journey. You can have your journey. I'll let yeah. you let you enjoy that. That particular yeah, no, no. T- totally get it. So you we talked a little bit beforehand in, in this restlessness, but I have there been things that you've turned down, right? I, we call it the shiny object syndrome and in, in some of the EOS parlance, but oh, yeah. you're right there's because you've got a diverse set of interests, not everything you're doing is, is complimentary, although it's still feeding this, this, this some, some of this, uh, what you want to achieve and things that you want to have build a sustainable. So have there been moments that you said, okay, I, you had that moment where you're like, okay, I got I to gotta stop. Like th- this is not part of who I am, what I want to be, what I'm trying to do here. And, and what was that? Yeah. Uh, well, there's, there, yeah, there's been lots. I mean, opportunities come, especially when you've, you've now, um, you know, with your mind open to yourself to what opportunities look like comes by every few minutes. Um, and so that's really exciting, but then you gotta be like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, right. it, it, it comes by, but what are they? And does it serve me? So that, that's in essence what you've set this up to be. Um, I can think of a specific scenario. This wasn't too long ago, maybe four or so years ago, maybe not even that long, but I had an opportunity to pick up a couple edible arrangements locations, you know, pennies on the dollar basically. And it was just, it just made so much financial sense. It was just easy. Teams already in place, locations doing, you know, half million to a million dollars each. Right. Like, no, it just no would have been, just right? roll it in. Yeah, easy. Yeah. Just roll it in. But I had already made the decision that I was not growing my edible portfolio. And I knew why. And even though each one of these would have been an X factor to my income, it was like, but I've already told myself I want that vehicle to grow, not this one. Yeah. And by adding these two, even though it would have been fine and it would have added some income, it's not the same multiplier as over here. And so I had to say, you know what? Oh, that's such a good opportunity for somebody else. Great call, right? That that saying no and the and the power that that comes from that and 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 as you can narrow and niche right down into the things that, that you've got. So much power there. And we're all, all guilty of that I it's so funny you brought that up. But- experiencing something similar in our business as well. Like this seems like a business opportunity, but is it really the thing that we we wanted to do? Cause it doesn't really align with what we achieved. And for us and what we're at, it's more about what we want to do from a, from a personal life as opposed to right. the business call. And, and yeah, yeah, from the business side, you do it 10 out of 10 times. Cause it's, it makes purpose, but it actually doesn't really fit with where we're going. And and so the no is more powerful in there, and and there's there's a great feeling of of no, and it's not because you're turning someone down, but this great feeling of knowing even one step closer who you are and what you want to be, right? And that no yeah. helps narrow you down and and can keep you from oh, chasing those things. And, yeah, it's ultimate back. clarity, especially yeah. for guys that have. I mean, we all as entrepreneurs have the shiny object syndrome, but for guys like you and I that can have the shiny object syndrome, say yes and execute it's almost like a false lens of like oh i can do all things and it's like well you can't for a little while um you know because because really one thing would be 
it, it seems maybe like it would be boring, right? So my one thing is that I'm an investor, right? Or that I'm building assets and people like that. That's the top of my, of my focus. And so inside of building assets and people, we've got construction, we've got, you know, real estate, and we've got other business systems that I've invested in that are not needing of my time. We, of course, gathering the kings, like all yeah. of those things fit that. And so if that's the one thing, okay, cool. I've got yeah, one thing, but, that. Yeah. but it, the, the, we, we focus on and got to keep the ADD going. You know? I, yeah, I think so. Well, hey, let's spend some time talking about, about gathering the kings because this is super exciting um, where, where you are right now. It's a, it's a turn for you, right? Because I, I think even you described it, this is, this is a passion for you. This is a passion and purpose yeah. play uh, as much as a business play. So get, get, just take me through kind of what's the light that goes off that says, oh, this is the thing that I'm actually going to do. The, all the, everything has led to, I, I get the sense it's led to this. I'm, I hope I'm going to describe totally. that. Okay. So you know, t- t- just, you know, when did that go off and say, okay, I'm going, I'm going down this path. Um, and, and, and then yeah. tell us what gathering things is all about. Yeah. So first off, Gathering the Kings is a peer-to-peer mastermind group for entrepreneurs who are down to earth but want more. Um, they're grateful but not done. They uh, want to win in all areas. We call it the exceptional life. But really, in order to have the exceptional life, you have to win in all areas. And that, you know, business, finance, marriage and family, faith, fitness and mm-hmm. health, uh, even mental, uh, lifestyle, the things that bring you joy. You know, those all those things are important. And I think that for a long time, I have been involved with either no group. So I didn't have anybody around me or I was a part of what was called a mastermind, but really it was just group coaching. And again, those things are fine. I've gotten yeah. immense value and I've spent a lot of money on those things. But what I wanted was a real mastermind. Napoleon Hill uh, references uh, the mastermind principle and the definition of such is two or more minds that come into the same frequency that are working together unto the definite chief aim of something. And so for us, it's the exceptional life. Yeah. Like if you and me can both agree that we want the exceptional life, which means we want to win in all areas. Now that's going to look a little different for you than it does for me. You can define that versus me, but now we can work together on that. And we've just got a lot of really successful entrepreneurs who are just down to earth enough to take off the crown, if you will. We kind of yeah. use like that language. Right. But it's like, I don't need, I don't need any peacocking. Like, right. Like the guy that's like, look, I just bought the Lambo. It's like, you know, good for you, man. I want to, I want to, I want to celebrate with people. If that was a if that was a thing and like we were running with life together, but like if you have it on like your your profile picture and you're like that's the first thing that you say is like hey look at my my Lambo we're not the same we're not the same and that's okay like that's not I'm not putting that person down there's a groups for those people <laughs> yeah yeah that's not what gathering the kings is about what gathering the kings is about is about really doing life together so um, inside of that I guess going back to my story is yes all things have led up to this because I was an isolated entrepreneur. We all are if we have not fixed it. And what that means is that we're not like anybody else. You said I was a serial psycho. Yes, agreed. And what that means is that I don't have anybody else in my life like me, Scott, and, and probably you don't either. Not, not very many. And, and so I can look at my church buddies. I can look at my family. I can look at even other entrepreneurs that I know. Bro, like there's just not that many high performers, especially not in my world. So it leaves me at my desk making very heavy decisions, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions at a time. And those decisions affect tons of other people. My my team, their families, my family, my clients, their families. Like there's just really hundreds, if not thousands of people that are affected by singular decisions that I'm carrying the weight all by myself. 
that shouldn't be the case. So first and foremost, gathering the kings exists, so that doesn't exist. Yeah. Take that entrepreneur, pluck them out of isolation, put them in a room of other freaking winners that are down to, down to earth enough to say like, hey, I want to help you. And there's no like chest out peacocking and like, let's let's see how much money you make. It's like, no, dude, like, look, if we're all successful, if all we, we want to go after the exceptional life together, then then it's actually synergy. It's not competing. It's collaboration, which is a real mastermind, which is what Napoleon Hill talked about in freaking Think and Grow Rich. That's awesome. So you're hitting on something that we actually try to work with our clients from the from the EOS side. And, and we say that, look, if you're going to run, run a business, own a business, you got to have three things. And you actually, are, you're hitting on one that's so critical that I often overlook, but, but find a group of like-minded folks that can be there for you, right? That's got to be number one. Number two is find someone, a peer, uh, maybe if you're spiritual, find that, but have that coach, that that guy that's with you. So you get some one-on-one time, so you're not alone, right? Making those decisions, you can bounce with ops. You've got a group, you've got individual, and then figure out a way that you're going to run the thing that you're trying to build. So so we, we say, we call it an operating system, pick a way you're going to do it, whatever that is, but understand that so that you're only doing that one thing. And and I can't tell you how many folks I talk to that, that say that they're running a business and are doing none of those things. They're on no journey oh, to learning. They're just yeah. doing it. And that and what that leads to is then you're just in it all day long. You never get away from it. Like you never yeah. stop being in it. And that is not the life that we're yeah, talking downward about. Downward spiral, yeah. burnout. Exactly. And then you hate spinning, the thing quitting. that you did. Right. You hate the thing that you did. So you enter, let me just exit. Yeah. Or you know what? It's just easier. I'm going to go be a W2 guy. Like I just, I'm, that's, yeah. I'm just going to go to that. There's got to be easier than what this thing is here because you yeah. haven't done any of the other stuff beyond putting out what and all your energy and effort into this thing. And it doesn't matter yeah. how many people you hire in that case, if you don't have any of that other stuff, they're going to yeah. burn out because they're going to, you're going to hold them to some crazy standard that you can't get around. And and that that's exactly. here. So you're feeling such, such a hole there. Um, yeah. And I love yeah, that that's exactly where I was that. That, yeah. that, that deep meaning or that deep moment that you had me describe earlier. That's exactly where I was. All these th three things that you just mentioned. I didn't have any of them. Um, I had the help with the franchise, but I mean, it's not like they come in and run your business for you. So uh, I didn't have any of that. I didn't have a coach. I didn't have a group and I definitely didn't have an operating system. So um, all of those three things now are, are, it's like you could define those things a little differently maybe along your journey, but uh, to your point, whether it's EOS or something else, we use EOS. We love EOS. Um, you know, the, the, the group obviously makes sense for gathering the Kings. We've got uh, relationships with strategic coaches <laughs> uh, because we think that's important. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't, you shouldn't just get the effort from, from a, from a group setting. You should get individual attention. Yeah, it's funny. I was in a, I was in a conversation earlier today uh, on this very topic, and there, just if you're going to run something and own something, um, the degree of vulnerability that it takes to understand, but you can you can be both confident but invulnerable at, at the same time because because the vulnerability allows for you to continue learning and and be on that journey, uh, right? But if you're going to run around with uh, the, this, this arrogance that you described with the confidence and not look at anyone and say, "Well, my way, the highway," right? It's yeah. That's I mean, it's gonna be a tough way to go. Tough way to get people to follow you. Tough way to to expand, right? Because you can't do it alone. It just doesn't happen solo. It, it just does not work that way. Um, not a thing. So, so kind of what's what's next for for Gun Kings? You've got the podcast. Obviously, you're building out your group here. How do you see this evolving in 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 your three year picture, your your ten year ten year plan, like the things that we talk about? But as you've laid it out for for yourself and and as you and Jake are, are talking about this, you know, where yeah. do you see this thing going um, over the next yeah. few years? Yeah, there'll be a thousand kings uh, by 2026. That's the target. Um, that's the three-year picture. 
So uh, we we've got um, you know different membership levels. There's you know there's different size businesses, different conversations happening. We, we one of our taglines is "Sit with Kings." The conversation is different, and and we believe that. We also believe that you know someone maybe doing sub five hundred thousand is needs different things than a guy doing five million or fifty million. And we've got all of those and everything in between. And so um, I think that the conversation needs to be appropriate for whatever that you're dealing with in your business, uh, so that you can get to the next level. And so we've built out different membership uh, levels. And so we we said we started off just being pretty high level, seven and eight, nine figures only. <laughs> but uh, we've since built out a whole program to where we can genuinely help a thousand or more. I'm sure it'll be much more than that eventually. But by 2026, there'll be a thousand uh, kings that that are growing and winning in all areas, uh, chasing the exceptional life, living yeah. and creating it. Actually, love it and appreciate your, your that language, U.S. language here. But just just really having that that picture very clear to you that you can then communicate to others as they join the organization. Because obviously, to support that, you'll need to build out just the structure. It can't be all on your back. And Jake's like, right, that's that's going to be part of it. But to be able to share that picture with them, truly a picture like this is what it's going to look like. It's energizing for those that you that you bring along as well. Not even, not just the clients and the, and the and the kings that you're gathering, but the others that oh, are going to yeah. be there in support of them. Right? That that's so oh, yeah. critical to to having the key people around you. You know, it's it's really funny actually because this has come up in a little bit of a matrix type of conversation because, you know, we started two years ago. I've had a group of about seven guys with me from the very beginning, and um, and we've added many many other great uh, entrepreneurs, uh, guys and gals, queens. We got some queens in there too. But the, the cool part is, is that, of course, I've been successful in other businesses, multiple other industries even. But this is a, this, I mean, it's not a baby any longer, but two years in, I, I still consider us a, a very much a baby. Sure, I mean, absolutely. So they're literally in the boat while I'm building it. And so if, if they're paying attention, and this is not to be boastful towards me or my team, but they get to actually be front row and watch us make the good and bad decisions because <laughs> they're going to experience them all. And um, it's, I'm sure it's fun, but uh, you know, to have the growth and I mean, because we're moving fast and, uh, but just to be able to like really kind of take the lens off and go, huh, I hear him talk about all this stuff. I hear him talk about EOS. Who's his integrator? Oh, okay, Jake. Okay, cool. Yeah. I hear him talk about this and that and the other. Like, what does this, what does this actually look like? And he, and they can just see it right there in front of them. So it's kind of a cool little paradox. Yeah. No, it's, it's, not apparently, it's actually fantastic, and and, and I I just look. I'll speak for myself. I, I I'm sure there's other like this, but to to see that from all sides is nothing but valuable to the person that's sitting in those shoes because they they can find find that within that you're that you're experiencing within themselves and say, okay, when this similar thing happened to me, how did I handle it? Okay, how is Chaz handling? What is he? How is he using Jake? Right. That that's yeah. To me, that role that that that. U.S. defines and and that you're talking about is the missing gap for so many folks that are out there trying to get something wrong and they've hired the first six, seven, eight, maybe ten employees, but they haven't found that person that's going to be the the complement to that 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 visionary integrator relationship. And it when it works, it's so awesome. But it, so too often it doesn't, or or the person that's that is whose idea is that visionary doesn't even know what he or she doesn't have yet. Right. right, they try to do yeah. it all. They think they're the unicorn. They think they're all these things, and realizing that oh, I, I could actually be so much more if I was, I was really dealing with my own superpowers and the things that I'm super good at. Let other, someone else step in and, and do those things. Uh, and but it's once again, you got to be in a position where you're open to that. You've got to have a degree of, of of humbleness or 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 belief that there's there's other things that can be brought in to help me. Not it's not just on me all the time. 
really cool really cool uh Chad, this is great stuff. Uh, so Gathering the Kings, where do they find you? Where's the best way if folks have got an interest in learning a little bit more, you know, p- put it yeah. away and, and uh, like podcast, same name, uh, so they can find that as well. Yeah. But where, where, do they, where do they find that? Yeah, of course, the podcast called Gathering Kings, they can find us on YouTube or any other podcast play form. Uh, GatheringTheKings.com is our website. You can take a look there. There's some information about the, the group. Um, you can schedule a call there if you like. Um, I'm just kind of regular. So if you want to like, Follow me on Facebook. I'm super active. I'm right there. I post every single day, post things about my family, and I'm engaging with all of our folks. I like to ask really good questions. And so if you're even a little uncertain about what is a mastermind group, what's like a real mastermind group, how I've described it, running with people, like, are these people like real? Are they genuine? Uh, Like, what is this all about? Like, just go to Facebook, friend me there, follow me there, and just watch it all happen because it's it's happening right there in front of you. Yeah. All right. I'll just speak and, and get get to know you a little bit here, get to know some folks in your team, Sandy and, and Jake, along the way here. Real people trying to do the right thing, right? Trying try to, to elevate the game for themselves, but for others as well, right? So in that giving mode, I mean, that this that this real stuff, we've, we've had a chance to do a couple of these, right? A chance to be Jake. I mean, I just, just I can just speak for that relationship. It, it's, it's easy to talk to Chaz. He makes it easy. He's an inspiring guy to, to be around. Like it, that's, it's, Call that what it what it is, but but if you're looking for, for if you're looking for that somebody, you know maybe he can be that somebody for you as you as you look yeah. to build at your business. I, I really do think that he's a great resource for you on that. So so Jazz, I thank Good you for the time. We're not going to let you go though quite yet. Uh, at the end of every episode, we get our five fast questions in there. We got to learn a little bit more about Chaz, even when he's not, not right. posting on on Facebook for you. So first and foremost, Chaz, I I know where you're from, so I maybe know the answers. But what is your favorite sports team or athlete? Well, uh, favorite sports team would have to be the Chiefs. I figured I, as much. I yeah. think yeah. I, I have to say that now because yeah. we're in the Chiefs uh, reign. <laughs> yeah. But favorite athlete of all time would be Michael Jordan. Uh, another thing we have in, have in common there, my, my my son is named Michael. And uh, that's we'll, oh. just, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. that. He was my guy. I'm a child of the 80s and early 90s. So there you go. Um, if this was the last meal you'd ever eat, what would it be? What would be your last meal? Porterhouse for two. I'd eat the whole thing. <laughs> do you have a dream vacation spot um we as of right now um it's italy that's not <laughs> super dreamy but we, we recognize that but my wife is italian and we've just always talked about that i guess probably was dreamy about it for us is that we've got four kids and we want to we want to go over there for like a month or two so that's probably pretty dreamy yeah um, speaking Speaking for myself, triple a lifetime, and I'm typically a, a beach guy. My wife and I like to hit the beach, but that was a, a lesson in history and 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 the power of history uh, going going yeah. to Italy. So, high recommend. Cool. Uh, just just love it. Um, favorite rewatchable movie? Yeah, or TV uh, show? I, I'll but... give you. I'll give you two. I, I I don't watch movies unless it's Friday night date night because my wife likes to watch movies and I do it because I love her and it fills her love tank. Okay, <laughs> but I'm just not a movie guy. I'm not a TV guy. You okay. will not catch me doing that hardly ever. But two movies. One, The Patriot, because mm-hmm. I believe in this country. Yeah, I believe that freedom mm-hmm. is is important, <laughs> and that movie tells the story of the origin of freedom, and I and I would watch that movie over and over again. Nice. Two. Is the founder kind of a weird deal? It's mm-hmm. it's obviously about uh, Ray Kroc and yeah. how he started McDonald's or or stole McDonald's, maybe rather. <laughs> as it turns out, um, stole stole it. As it, would, it turns out, yeah. 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 I don't uh, I don't I don't condone some of his <laughs> actions, um, but it is an inspiring story nonetheless. 
and I learn something new every single time I watch it. Well, it's visionary, right? So I, I understand it speaks here, right? That that's that's yeah. visionary thinking through and through on that that particular movie. And if you get if you view it through that lens of of, of yeah. with, with that in mind, it's like wow, that's that's powerful stuff right there. Um, uh, all right, best piece of advice you've ever been received, or maybe a favorite quote that you come back to when you need yeah. to. Yeah, um, I've said this for so long, and I learned it probably when I was in I don't know, I'm eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I don't know who said it, um, so I just kind of I captured it as my own now, but. <laughs> People do what they want to do, is the quote. And there's a big period at the end of that. Yeah. People do what they want to do. The advice behind that is, is if you are saying something, but nothing's happening, it's because you don't actually want it. People do what they want to do. And so if uh, it's it's all about, it's it's there's a there's a plan behind this. You can think, uh, I, can, I can go for hours on this, but yeah. uh, the results that you're getting are because of the actions you're taking. The actions that you are taking are based on the beliefs that you have or the desire. And if you're saying it, but you're not saying it, it's because you just don't want it bad enough, basically. Yeah. I turn there a little bit, same kind of idea. My wife and I say this all the time as we, as we talk with, with our team is that people are telling you who they are. You just need to listen. Right. They're, they're yep. telling you who they are, their actions, or they're, they're telling you that. So just listen and understand that. And if you're open to that, you're going to learn a lot more about how you're going to best deal with them, what that's going to be, what they're capable of, that, but it's there, right? So you're, you're saying it oh, like yeah. there. People will do what they're going to do. They're going to tell you who they are, but you got to be open to it and trying to make them into something that they're not. It's going to, it's going to cause you frustration, not them. Like that, that's, no, that's oh, a yeah. you thing, right? Cause, cause yeah. they're not, they're not there. Uh, and taking a look as a personal aspect too. It's like me personally, if, if, if I'm not, getting the things that I want, I have to then ask myself how, how bad have I wanted it? Yeah. And maybe I do want it bad. Maybe there is a burning desire backed by a real plan and, and, and ob- <laughs> an obsession like, like Napoleon Hill talks about thinking grow rich. Uh, and maybe I just need a little bit more time and that's fine. But most of the time they just don't want it bad. Enough. Don't want it bad. Yeah. No, great, great advice. Great to go. By the way, I meant to say this earlier, but before we go, we have family meetings. We just started family meetings in my family. I got adult <laughs> kids, so you're not alone. We're together on that one. So I didn't want to let that one go. We had we you. actually had a real powerful one last night. It was awesome. Uh, That's awesome. Adult kids and and their significant others. Uh, and it was the wow. six of us. And it was just uh, we're we're doing the positive intelligence program together. I've been yeah. through it, and now I'm taking them through it. Um, Super and cool. And it's just it's just giving us common language and great stuff. And just say yeah. you're never too old, even with your old enough kids, you have kids that are older that you can continue to, to talk through things and, and give them some things along the way. So yeah, uh, you're the sage now, man. Yeah, like yeah. You, I'm you're trying. trying to raise up the next king. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> That's a, that, that in and of itself is a, is a lifetime journey. Chaz, this That's is awesome. Right. Thanks, man, for your time. Appreciate you having me on your show. And thanks for coming on this show. It, it's, it's great stuff. And we're going to continue this conversation at some point in the future, I am sure. Uh, Chaz, thanks, thanks for joining us on the Grow Your Business Podcast. Awesome, man. I appreciate you having me. It's a blessing. Thank you. Have a great one, bud. Thanks. The Grow Your Damn Business Podcast is hosted by Scott Goodrich, a professional EOS implementer. To learn more about EOS and how it might help grow your damn business, you can email Scott at scott.goodrich at eosworldwide.com or check out his website at www.eosworldwide.com forward slash Scott hyphen Goodrich. Thank you for listening to the Grow Your Damn Business Podcast. If you found this conversation valuable, subscribe to our YouTube channel and find us on your favorite podcast platform. We will see you next week on the Grow Your Damn Business Podcast.